I need to take a second to tell you about my friend, Danielle McCleary, host of the On The Daily podcast and co-founder of Hype You Media. She's a quantum business and life transformation coach dedicated to helping as many entrepreneurs as possible live their absolute best life and lead themselves in the most epic way. She recently opened up registration for Q3 enrollment into her scale to six figures mastermind. What is a mastermind, you may be asking? It's a vortex of growth to the infinite degree. What Danielle has done is create a space laser focused on giving people like you the tools to quantum leap in your business. In her mastermind, you can expect transformational work on your relationship with money, leadership, and worthiness while receiving strategic support with how to build a multi-million dollar business from a place of alignment and a calm central nervous system. The Scale to Six Mastermind included bi-weekly group coaching calls, quarterly virtual retreats, weekly strategic skills calls, astrology readings, access to a Slack channel with all the other clients inside, and to top it off, you'll get access to all of Danielle's masterclasses and group programs. If you're ready for high-level, close-proximity support in scaling your business through six figures, head on over to the link in the show notes to learn more and apply. And don't forget to follow Danielle on IG at Danielle underscore on the daily and listen to new episodes of her podcast on the daily every Tuesday and Friday. What is something that you're a master in that you know a lot about that maybe other people don't know about where you see an opportunity of growth where you're like, man, how is there not already this product or this service? Like I need this myself. And if it's not out there, you got to be the one to create it. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's gonna be, who you're gonna be, how you're gonna do it. And then from that point, the universe is gonna get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Super excited. It's July. We have this new series out this month where we're focusing on our entrepreneurship journey beyond our network marketing business. Last month in June, we covered network marketing and everything to do with that and how that's helped us evolve as entrepreneurs and grow as entrepreneurs to go do other passion projects, start other businesses. Today's episode, we're going to talk about creating and building the 90 Day Habits brand with our friend and co-founder, Haley Duncan. And we talked through our learning lessons on it, everything, the good, the bad, uh, the failures, the wins, everything in between. And gosh, it was such a great learning experience. We we share our takeaways on this. And you've been if you've been interested in starting an Amazon business or a product business, this is gonna be a super good episode to listen to. And I do want to disclaim that we did transfer ownership fully to Haley. So we don't have involvement anymore or any ownership of the 90 Day Habits brand, but it was an amazing three years of real world building a business, building a product business experience. And with that said, let's get to the episode. Welcome to July, Getting Magnetic. We're excited. It's a good month. It's a good month. We're going to we're going to go into the A block first actually before we do. Last month in June, we focus on, you know, Sandy has been entrepreneurial her whole life, but we got into entrepreneurship together as a couple through our network marketing business. And we really empowered that industry. We got to interview different types of people, 
leaders and mentors to us. We got to do a live coaching call, all sorts of things. So if you didn't catch that, I'd highly recommend going back and listening and even sharing that with people, sharing that, you know, it's easy to listen to things in podcast format. So especially if you're a network marketer looking to empower or share that industry, going and sharing those episodes with friends and people around you, I think will be huge. Um, this month, we're going to segue into network marketing opened up our world together in entrepreneurship and it's opened so many doors and so many new types of entrepreneurship and we've been able to start other passion projects other businesses so we're going to kind of go into the different types of entrepreneurship and businesses we've started after starting our network marketing business and today we're going to focus on an amazon business we started and what that's all about i know a lot of people are interested in that these days but before we do you want to run through an a block with me just do it all right i got a rapid fire round for you you ready for that Hit me with it. Okay. High priority or low priority? I'm just going to list off some things. Okay. Volunteer work. Low. I know. It should. I wish I'm it was being, high. I'm but just being honest. Being honest, I do low. like to volunteer, but it's not like I wake up every day and I'm like, how can I volunteer yeah. today? Yeah. Okay. You know, we kind of volunteer in different ways, yeah. like podcasts and stuff. <laughs> A clutter-free home. High. High for sure for you, especially, yeah, in this era of our life. Buying local. High. Yeah. Staying up to date with current events. High. Really? It is important to me. I don't like when I feel out of the loop. But I feel like it's low. Like you don't, we don't watch the news. We don't stay No, up to we date. don't watch the news. But I, when I learn about something, I want to, I'm like, I'll, I'll dig into it. Yeah. Like I'm not like, oh, I'm just going to be naive about that. Yeah. Your social media presence. High. And in this chapter of our life, I know, you know, we're recording this before we have baby. But I know you're going dark for a little bit, which is great. Just off social media. Mm -hmm. You're amazing on social media, by the way. You're like one of my favorite follows. Thanks, babe. And I get to see the behind the scenes. All right. A consistent weekly date night. Well, I guess I have to say low because we haven't been consistent with it. Yeah, it's been low lately. It it It's something I would like to get back to high, a high priority just every week. That's a thing. We've been really good with like our weekly marriage business meetings. And yeah. we're really good at like like connecting, but we haven't been like, we're going Dating. on a date every yeah. week. Yeah. And I, I, you know, date nights are good, especially like Mexican, especially margaritas when after baby's back and you're ready for a margarita. Yeah. Um, but I also love date mornings with you. Um, activism. Low. Yeah. Low. Spending time outdoors. High. High. Getaways, whether close to home or far flung. High. High. Sustainability. High. Privacy. Low. Low. Gift giving. High. Socializing with others as a couple. High. Clean living. High. Trying new things. High. Getting eight hours of sleep. High. <laughs> High. It's about to maybe not happen as about much in my change. life. About to change. Wait, you didn't answer any of those. Yeah, no. Okay, I'll run through it. Okay. I agreed with you for most. Volunteer work. You know, I wish it was high, but it's low right now in the sense of like going out into the community and doing things. Mm -hmm. Clutter-free home. High, but not as high as you. Buying local high. Staying up to date with current events is actually low. I don't go and seek that stuff, but current events, you know, when you talk to people, you just understand what's happening in the world. Social media presence high. Weekly date night is low right now, but let's get back to high. Activism is low. Time outdoors is high. Getaways is high. Sustainability is pretty high. Privacy low. Gift giving. I kind of rely on you for that. So it's kind of more lower for me. Socializing with others as a couple, high, clean living, high, trying new things, high, getting eight hours of sleep. Sleep is important. Eight hours isn't necessarily the 
I don't need eight hours, but it's also going to go. No, you do. You're like so saucy when you don't sleep good. That's not By the way, last night, like the seventh time I woke up to go pee, I climbed back in bed in our massive California king. I was cuddling you. You were literally like on my side of the bed. Because I was cuddling you before you got up. I was like, bro, scoot over. No, I wanted to be close to you and the baby. (laughs) Anyways, um, let's get into the the B block, the bulk of today's episode. And that's going to be so... I mentioned last month we covered our network marketing business. So Which let's start with a story. Doors. It yeah. opened a ton of doors. So two years into our network marketing business, we had built to the top 1% of the company. We were like, life was good. Like we were like, wow, we're entrepreneurs. Like our life looks so different. Like we both now wake up every day and design our days. Like we didn't have outside jobs anymore. Wade wasn't in corporate anymore. Like we fully just did our own thing. And If you guys have ever listened to the episode we had with Haley Duncan, you know the story about 90 Day Habits. But there was a time when the three of us, me, Wade, and Haley, were on a flight to Oklahoma to a leadership retreat. And Haley asked me, you know, outside of network marketing, like, what other dreams do you have? What else do you want to accomplish? And I was like, honestly, the amount of people that have asked me how I've done what I've done, like, I would love to create like a sales journal, like a physical product, almost like an IPA journal, like an income producing activity journal that helps individuals know what to do every day in their business. Because being in network marketing can be lonely and people can feel directionless. And I would love, you know, I'm such a pen and paper girl. I would love to be able to provide to people the behind the scenes of what I did day in and day out in the first 90 days of my business and in every consecutive 90 day cycle. And so she was like, whoa, look at my list. And she had like a dream list on her phone and her notes. And one of them was create an IPA journal for network marketers. And we were like, should we do this together? So literally on the back of a Southwest napkin on a flight, we started mapping out, well, what would be in this journal and how would people use it and blah, 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 blah. And so that's how 90 day habits was born. Mm -hmm. And that was June of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. June of 2020. Uh, or no. Well, that's when it, the the actual business was born okay. And you're published. right. Um, in March 2020, the ideas on a napkin. And this is important because that's 90 days later, yes. right? So, and I think Haley and Sandy always take credit that like it was their idea, and I was just like along for the ride. I swear there was some synchronicity, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do some sort of journal or something. No, you played a huge <clears throat> role in it. We all had no, our own of course, roles. of course. But even in the moment before we pulled out the napkin, I think I probably pulled out the napkin because I'm like, <laughs> let's get this down on paper. Let's start jotting it down. What You're are like, your guys these two ideas? dreamers are going to forget what they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> so I was more like trying to corral the dreamers and like, let's get your dreams down on paper. And so we're just there in a row on this flight to Oklahoma to this leadership retreat. And we just start writing it down. And that's where that's probably... I think this episode, what's, what will be helpful is like kind of lessons we've learned in building 90-day habits as a business because it's different than network marketing. It's mm-hmm. not turnkey. You got to go build and do everything. And very it's different. Very, very different versus network marketing is is turnkey. It's set up for you. You just kind of enter and plug and play, which is a beautiful thing. And 90-day habits and, and what it ended up being on Amazon is different. But so March... We have the idea and everything starts with an idea. The problem is most people let their ideas just stay in their head and it doesn't even get down onto paper, let alone bring it to real life. So that was really the first step is when you have a dream or you have a a intuition or something on your heart, like you've got to start to speak about it. You got to start to bring it to life by telling other people about it, by talking about it, by getting it down on paper. So that was the first thing we all did. And then from there, of course, is take action. But in the next 
90 days, we work to bring this to life. And we're mm-hmm. like, all right, we aren't good at necessarily designing and stuff, but we started to write down systems and processes are huge. A lot of businesses, you know, especially services and things like a journal start with, okay, you've been able to achieve success in this area of life. Can you document your system? How'd you get there? What do you do? Mm-hmm. So we kind of asked ourselves, what do we do every day in our network marketing business? Because a lot of people ask us that. And when enough people ask you something, it's kind of this sign or hint of like, hey, you're good at this. I want your advice or feedback on it. And if we had to go answer every single person, that would take a long time. So how can we duplicate ourselves and create a system around it? So we started to write down what we did every day and we boiled it down to this like kind of two pages of what we do. And you mean the main daily page? The, the yeah. main daily page. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So there's more than that. But um, we kind of just documented, okay, the foundation, right? Why are we doing this? What's our vision? What are our goals? And then how do we take necessary actions and steps every day? And I feel like the reason we were so passionate about starting this too is because nothing like this existed. Like mm-hmm. I was searching for this product as a new network marketer. I was like, why is there not like a sales journal? Like I know some people like digital stuff or Excel spreadsheets or they're more technical. Like I'm a pen and paper girl. I want it in, I want to take a pen and with my hand, see my own handwriting and I want to write it down and I want to burn that into my memory and see my own handwriting, like with, you know, all my daily activity and all my things. And I want to have a closet full of old IPA journals that I can go back to and reference and I, we didn't have anything like that. So I was using a ton of legal pads and journals and different mismatched stuff and sticky notes. And like, I have boxes full of just so many like sheets of paper and random piles and binders until we created this product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really it was born out of a need yeah, and out of a pain point. And you guys hear us say this all the time, but your mess becomes your message, right? Like there was this essentially mess of like, man, this, if this could be streamlined, like, and this could be duplicated and we could teach other people, like this could help so many people. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for something in the marketplace and you can't find it, and then other people are looking for that and asking you about it. A lot of entrepreneurs are just like, oh, I'm going to go solve my own need because I believe enough other people have the same need as me. And so we were like, let's create this place to hold all these things. Like, We can write down our network, we can write down our why, we can write down our big vision, we can write down our goals, and then we can keep track of almost like a CRM. Who are we connecting with? Who are we introducing our opportunity to? Who are we following up with? And of course, there's some mindset things like gratitude and our morning routine and and visualization, affirmation, all those things. And it's funny because everyone has different systems and like the people that we've seen that have truly followed this. Like there's people, you know, I get messages sometimes of people being like, I'm on my 11th journal or my 12th journal or whatever. Like they've never missed a 90 day cycle ever since we published it, which is amazing. The people that follow it are thriving. Like, and it's not a system that works for everyone. Some people don't thrive off that, but truly like when I see people adopt the system and do it, I've never seen someone adopt it and truly do it and not do well. Mm -hmm. Like, but most people, I'll be honest, most people might buy the journal and they never follow through. Yeah. So Let's let's go into kind of, for lack of better term, phrase, but how the sausage was made. So in March 2020, we this this idea is on a napkin. The next 90 days, and I think life 
works in 90 day cycles, right? There's four seasons in a year. They're each about 90 days. Businesses go by quarters, by 90 day cycles. A lot of things happen in 90 day cycles and that's what we've realized in our business. So we we decided to call it the 90 day cycle journal. It just so happens too, that this idea was brought to life in 90 days. And so it starts in an, on a napkin in March and by June it's published. And in that time between, we start to really draw and write out like, what do we do every day? We start to put it all down into something and then we hire someone to put it all together into a PDF. Mm-hmm. And where we kind of got lucky and is another, this is another lesson we've learned, but we're like, gosh, okay, now we have this PDF of this journal and we think it's going to help a lot of people because it's definitely going to help us and our team. It'll definitely help other teams. How do we go about publishing this and bring and printing it? And then we got to figure out inventory and all these things. Anyways, we're looking into options. We realize Amazon has a print on demand service called KDP. And we're like, whoa, all we need is this PDF. We can send it to Amazon and then we can be published, self-published through Amazon. And there's no overhead. Like we didn't have to have inventory. We yeah. didn't have to, it's like really, I think it probably there. cost us under five grand to f- completely like launch 90 Day yeah, Habits. Yeah, start to finish. And that was paying, you know, the designer and all the things to get up and then get it up and running on Amazon and And if you cetera. guys could see the first version. It's cute. No, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. But like it's come such a long way. Yeah. So but that it was had, another it had like... Um, it was like misaligned some pages mm-hmm. and it had like some spelling errors and yeah. it wasn't perfect. But like you always hear us say, done is better than perfect. Yeah. It's you're going to work on improving a product or a service or a process or anything as you go and as it's in the marketplace and as customers are using it and as you're getting feedback and as you're using it. The key isn't to wait till it's perfect. If you wait till it's perfect, you'll never start. You'll never get it published. And so what we did was we just kind of released the first version, which was great. There was a few things that we could, of course, have improved, but we just got it out there in the first 90 days. We then just kind of put it out there because when people people be asking us, we're like, hey, yeah, here actually is what we do and what we use. And it kind of spread like wildfire organically. Wildfire. Because people were loving it. So we published it on Amazon through KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing. And what that means, what Sandy was alluding to is, Amazon, someone orders it off Amazon. Amazon receives the order, print, prints it on demand, packs and ships it. So we never see the product. So we never see the product and we have zero overhead in inventory or anything like that, which is great. And then we just basically get a royalty or commission from Amazon. How much did we cool. make? Was it 40% or so I think 60%? we sold it for $25 and we made 12 something. Oh no, we sold it for $29.99 and we made... $12 commission. So I think Amazon takes 60%. And we get 40. We get 40. So they do take a huge chunk, but they do all the They do work. all the logistics, which is something, you know, we're running. We don't want to deal with that. Big yeah. Team globally in business. And we're like, we aren't trying to step into some full-time thing here. So that works really well. And, in and the we first really weren't year, doing it to like, you know, we weren't like, we want this to like make us rich. Like we were like, we want this to help a ton of people. Yeah. Yeah, we like, wanted to help people. And we, you know, if you lead by helping people, you're gonna, money will come. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. And in the first year, it did like 275,000, I think, in, in royalties. Now, what we realized, I was like, oh my gosh, is that in your pocket? We were like, no, whoa, there's such demand for this. We're getting such good feedback, so many good reviews, so many people like, I love the journal. 
it kind of became like, well, we have a responsibility to now turn this, this into a brand, into a brand and a business. So we reinvested almost all of that 275 into bringing on a branding and marketing firm we spent over six figures with and starting to market it, starting to improve the product and like go back to full-time employee full-time employee that would help us with all customer service all social media Mm -hmm. she was like i mean we love her she is she still is um like nikki she's amazing she just does it all like she wears so many hats yeah yeah and she's still with the brand uh what is it three years later which Mm -hmm. is really cool and so we realized a few things one we could we we could have, but we didn't want to do it all ourselves. So we delegated and it was something that the marketplace needed and wanted and shared. And so it grew and we had no inventory costs, which was great. But with being on Amazon, Amazon kind of controls everything. Like you don't know your customers. You don't know, you know, yeah, you we, didn't know who was buying we didn't know who was buying or anything like that. So you can sort of build a brand on Amazon, but you don't get email lists and things to really what it what it takes to build a brand. So we thought, oh my gosh, we have a responsibility now to build this brand. Hindsight 2020, Amazon was great because they do handle everything and you just get kind of a, a commission, a royalty, a profit from it. So looking back, we then spent so much money on branding and marketing and all mm-hmm. these things, which was great because what we really did was we paid for learning lessons in that world, how to bring a physical product to life, how to then go source it, manufacture it on our own, buy inventory, which of course was made us able to get hardcover and spiral and start to really improve the actual physical product. Um, But it also costs a lot of money and we're Mm -hmm. paying a full-time employee because we're wanting to be passive, more owners, not operators in the business. But when you do that too, especially early on, the goal is to own and not operate a business because when you own it, you collect profits. When you operate it, you're in there still trading your time for money. We wanted to delegate everything. and But when you do that, especially early, you're basically giving away all your profits. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we as owners were raking it in. We were basically paying marketing firms, paying the branding firm, paying our full-time employee. And there'd be little profits left over for us, but we knew we were helping people too, which was cool. And we got all this experience of how to build a physical product and how to build a brand. And then people were giving us so much feedback. So we'd like make updates to it. And then people started requesting other things. Like I'd love if you guys had a planner, you know, like a network marketing planner. So we ended up coming out with a planner. We had a 90 day planner and we even had a 12 month planner that we came out with. And then we also branched into a gratitude journal. Yeah. So we ended up like, it just kept growing and growing. Yeah. And so here's, here's, Looking back, because that's, you know, it's, was that 20? Was it 2020? Yeah, it's over, been over, so three, over years. three years. Three years in. If we just stayed on Amazon, it would have been more passive and we would have been able to be more profitable than branching out, paying six figures of branding and marketing firms and, and doing all that. Because the other thing you realize is when you have a product, what I realize in marketing, and you, you're going to, okay, we want to expand. We want new eyes on this. We really believe it can help people. Our organic market loved it and was the reason this was successful and ate it up. So here's what also what I realized. If we didn't have a influence in it wouldn't have done well. market, it, yeah, no one would have known about it. You can write the best book ever, but it's it's you're a best-selling author. People have to know about it. People have to see it. You have to be able to market and promote it if you believe you have something to offer. If you write the best book ever and no one knows about it, 
it's not really helping people, right? So our organic influence was a big part in this taking off. Then we went to go advertise and market and put marketing spend and ad dollars behind it. And that is basically people that don't know us seeing this product. And people still loved it. But what you realize when you have a $30 product, it's very hard to market and pay for marketing and still you know, get a ROI or a ROAS, return on ad spend. So what I realized there was you need to, if you're going to market for a product, it needs to be like 60, 65 or up in order to have enough profit margin to be able to advertise for it. So then we start advertising for it. It's getting in new hands, but we're basically breaking even there because we're paying, you know, full-time employee, we're buying the inventory, we're paying the marketing firm, we're paying for ad spend, we're basically paying for customers and kind of breaking even, which is still great because our goal was to help people who are like, whoa, we're sinking a lot of time and money into this. And it's basically kind of become a nonprofit mm-hmm. because we wanted to bring the brand to life. Now, we also had a vision that this 90-day habits, it could expand beyond just a network marketing sales journal. Yeah, we did a gratitude journal, planner. We realized we could take this same system and it could help real estate agents or software sales or medical sales or anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was opportunity there. But we were really thinking and deciding this business can be very successful, but it'll take our sweat equity to go in and build it. And then it was like, is this something we're passionate about and we want to go build into the future? Or do we want to kind of let it run as is the way it is helping network marketers? I mean, I think key for anyone listening that's maybe interested in starting a brand like this or an Amazon business or whatever, like the riches are in the niches. Like we had a vision for like Wade said, like helping really entrepreneurs in all different types of sales roles. But we started with network marketing because that's what we know. We know that lingo. We know that verbiage. We know that industry. We know how it works. And we had mastered that system. Like I had built to the top 2% of my company in a 90 day cycle. I was living, breathing proof that this system worked. And that's why we, that was part of why we created this product. Like it was like, okay, this isn't the only reason why I was successful, but this is the system that I used. Um, and so I think starting narrow and then like mastering that first and then adding on other layers is huge. Sometimes I talk to people that are like super excited or multi-passionate and they're launching like 10 things at once. And I'm like, so what do you do? Like, I was actually talking to this girl the other day and she had all these amazing ideas, but I didn't even know how to streamline or concise what she did because it was so confusing. And I was like, I mean this with so much love, but like, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for over a decade and what I'm seeing, like as you're new into this is you need to pick what you're most passionate about and start there and branch out. Cause if you're launching these, you know, eight, nine, 10 things all at once, it's very confusing and it doesn't, it, it doesn't really make sense. You know, yeah, that's a really good point. So you got to start with like one thing, master it, get super good at it and then branch out from there. Yeah. But yeah, I think honestly, like when we launched in June, like how many thousands of copies did we sell like right away? I don't even know, but a lot. It was a, a lot. lot. Yeah. It was overwhelming. We were shocked. And that's the difference though. It, it was because people knew us and then saw this product that we released that mm-hmm. they felt like could help them in their business. So they purchased it. Because yes, like you said, we have built our influence. We're living, breathing, walking proof that we're successful in this industry. And now we're helping launch, we're launching a product that is helping other people know how to do what we do behind the scenes. So it was like, we, we built that reputation. We built that we're like, you know, 
living proof of success and it was very niche to what we do. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is something that you're a master in that you know a lot about that maybe other people don't know about where you see an opportunity of growth where you're like, man, how is there not already this product or this service? Like I need this myself. And if it's not out there, you got to be the one to create it. Yeah. And here's what I've realized in product creation in like Sandy said, you might solve your own problem. And here's what's typical on Amazon. Amazon businesses are actually about, you can go look at the search engine, like what are people searching for, keywords, everything. And you go look at the demand and then you go look at the supply and you see if there's a gap. You're like, whoa, I could come in as a supplier to fulfill this demand. Maybe I make my own product a little different. And that's what most people do on Amazon. You're talking about if you use like a website like Helium 10 or something yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyone, all, Amazon businesses, FBA businesses are all the rage right now the last few years. And mm -hmm. so what you do with that is you go look at the demand. You go look at what are people searching for. Then you look at the products. You're like, whoa, I could make something better than that. So you actually aren't creating this brand new product, which mm -hmm. is what we did. And I'm going to get to that. So you go just meet demand, you go f carve out your own lane in the in the products, there's going to be other competitors. And you're like, can I be in the top three or whatever. And that's what most Amazon businesses do. What we did is we create this brand new product that no one knew about. And there is no competitors. So when you do that, you actually have to create the demand because people aren't on Amazon looking for the 90 day habits because they don't know about it. They don't know there's a network marketing, direct selling sales journal, and they aren't really looking for that. So what you have to do when you create a brand new product, because you solve your own pain point, and there's no other products like it in the marketplace, it's different. There's not all this demand out there for it. You have to go get eyes on your product, you have to go create it. Now how we did that in the beginning, as we mentioned, was through social media and our organic influence. If we didn't have that, the product wouldn't have gone anywhere. So that's another thing. But like Sandy also said, Start narrow, start in your niche. The riches are in the niches. Master your niche and then broaden. So we had to start like, for example, with 90 days, we were still only years in, but you have to start in your lane, in your niche, in what you know best. Eventually it could broaden out to 90 days that ends up in Target and whatever, but we had to start narrow. And the other thing is with making a new product, like I said, whatever it is, you got to go educate your whole audience on it. You got to go create demand. I literally was talking to Amazon ad agencies like, hey, we have this over a thousand reviews. We have this amazing product. People are loving it. They're like, yeah, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You've built this, but this is all off of people who know you because no one who doesn't know you is searching for this. So we actually aren't, can't even advertise for you on Amazon. Because what you do is you advertise towards people that are searching for your product. No one's searching for your product other than people that already know about it. And so it became this thing and you're like, oh my gosh. So that's the other thing about Amazon. And that's the thing about starting your own brand new product is you got to go bring awareness to it. And what a lot of that is, is branding and marketing and sales, but more branding and marketing. So it's like exposure. And that honestly does cost a lot of money. You got to get on social media. You got to build a presence there. You got to build a presence online. You probably got to advertise, reach new audiences, all the things. So we learned so, so much. And we are, we've been burned by marketing agencies. I'm like, I'm kind of no, sour do not trust them. on marketing agencies right now. Cause I'm like, I look to pay for a service because I believe it's going to provide more value than it costs. Every marketing agency I've worked with, 
looking back now, I realize the, the firm we hired to brand for us and market for us actually did a great job. And it was in a hard space because when you go Facebook, you know, advertising, all that is so competitive these days. It's hard to turn this like big return, right? But these marketing agencies, I'm like, you guys are worth way less than you cost. Like I could do better on my own just marketing myself. This is crazy. Um, a lot of it felt so corrupt. Like they just oh, take your money. We, I was in a lawsuit. They were trying to sue me yeah. for money. And I'm like, this is insane. That's a whole nother thing. When you become an entrepreneur, there's oh people God. just come after you for money and everything. Yeah. Not that that will happen to you, but if you get big enough, it will. Yeah. And we settled that one and it was fine and there was no lawsuit, but like there's sharks that I will not name names to that, but like I have no respect for that firm. They literally are just predators trying to get money out of people. But mm -hmm. you got to also, you know, in getting into this world and into marketing agencies, you got to really do your diligence. You got to talk, find testimonials. You got to really get to know who you're working with. You got to build this trust with them before you hire someone. Um, and I think hiring too is a big part of it too. Like you got to build culture and build a team. And especially when you're building a brand, honestly, it takes either a ton of, it takes a ton of sweat equity and it also takes money. And that's why you see most of these, we bootstrapped it. And what that means is we just put it out there for like five grand and then we just use the profits to reinvest. Most companies go in with funding. They raise from investors or they take a loan out or whatever. So they have this pool of money to be able to go hire people, brand, market. And that's the way you can leverage and scale faster. If you're bootstrapping just off the money you're making, it's usually a slower process. Um, yeah, we were constantly just cycling through. And there yeah. are times when we're like, oh, wow, we're not getting a royalty till this date. Like we need to pull our own money. Like yeah. we were just to put doing our own money in, anything yeah. we could to keep it afloat. Yeah. And which is entrepreneurship. But <laughs> I look, you know, and now we're at a point where Haley, our partner, um, is running operations and Sandy and I are now more brand ambassadors um, because we're focused in, in, in our lanes and on our team and everything. But we've learned so much from this experience. We believe in the product and the brand. And we know like Haley's the right person. She loves doing it. That can take it wherever she wants to go with it. But we're, we're proud of it. And it's been a great you know, we made some money off of it, but more than that, the value has been the learning like what we experience from it, yeah. in business. And I feel like we need to talk about how we pivoted to like when we felt like we want to upgrade this product, like how we went from soft cover to hard yeah. cover and then yeah. how we, so when, so yeah, the original product was a soft cover product that on Amazon, on Amazon and on we demand. wanted to make it like hard cover spiral bound. We wanted to have like a metallic -y front. We wanted to make it look more like sexy and fun. But Amazon couldn't do that. So we had to start looking, what are they called, for 3PLs? Yeah, we had to manufacture it. Yeah, we had to manufacture and it. And then get it shipped to a logistics center or Amazon to ship it out. Because we weren't going to be shipping this out of our garage. There actually was a period when Nikki, and even when she'd be on vacation, we were on Shopify. There was a time, yeah. And we would have to print out every order on this cute little printer mm -hmm. and like, schedule pickups with UPS at our yeah. front door. Which is kind of like a part it's of the cute. process, right? Like you look back I can't like, remember believe we were we doing that. that? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. then we actually hired Haley's dad. We so we got yeah, Sandy's right. Then we had to buy inventory and and source it. And this is it was where overseas. Things went to another and level. It's taking yeah. three months overseas, you know, after the pandemic and it's slowed down and you got to manage inventory. And there's all these other logistics and headaches to worry about. And yes, there can be more profitability, 
But that's why Amazon takes 60% because they did everything. And then we had to find a warehouse and we had to pay for monthly storage for the warehouse. Yep. And then we paid Haley's dad to go there every day. He's retired. He loved he it. He retired. He loved it. He was like, I want to help you guys to pack every single order, mm-hmm. to ship it, to do like all that stuff. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, whoa, so we can make more profitability. But now we're paying for the inventory. We're waiting for it to come on a ship. We are paying for and the we facility. We don't know how long it it's going to take. In. Like when we order ten thousand journals, we yeah. don't know how long it's going to take to sell. Yeah, 10, and then we have journals. that inventory risk, and then we're paying, you know, Haley's dad to to run the logistics and supply chain, and then so then we're paying everyone else, and we're like, this maybe isn't even more profitable. And then we run all the inventory risk. Then you have an yep. asset on your balance sheet because you're like, I have ten thousand journals that I could sell for thirty thousand retail. But I also got to sell them like I got to market and promote this and sell them. And so such a great learning experience. And it does go to an it of true brand will, of course, manufacture their own product and do all the things like if you stay on Amazon print on demand, that's it'll only take you so far in building a brand and you won't have a customer base. You won't necessarily have as much of a brand, but there's pros and cons. Right. And so we look back if we just wanted to like more passively float along we would have stayed on amazon yeah but if we wanted to grow the brand you you have to bring it into your own hands and And it's still on both like you can look up 90 day habits and you'll see it on amazon that's where you get the kind of more original soft cover version um or you can go to 90dayhabits.co and actually see the like more i guess upgraded if you will version yeah um but yeah, like we've done both routes. Like we we did it all and it was quite a journey. And, you know, if I'm being honest, like when it started, I was so passionate about it and I do still totally believe in the brand and everything, but like it takes me back to my entrepreneurship days, like 10 plus years ago when I owned my brick and mortar of the energy leak feeling of the overhead and the risk. It's so different having a brick and mortar or having like a physical product where you have to have inventory versus having an e-commerce business. Like it would stress me out of just the logistics of and the behind the scenes of like when you own a business like that, you are everything from the janitor to the CEO. You have to solve every problem, every customer service, every DM, every comment, every like every little tiny thing has to come through you. Which, you know, maybe some people thrive off of like wearing 10,000 hats. But for me, like I got to a point probably two years in where I told Wade and Haley, I'm like, guys, I love this brand. I love you guys. I see my role being different now. Um, My passion is helping people build success in network marketing. I need to stay in my lane. So I'm taking a step back. I will still totally share the product and, you know, put it out there. But my my vision for this has changed. And something I really realized through this whole process is it's okay to change your mind. Mm -hmm. There was a while where there was like tension between Wade and I, and I'd be like, babe, it doesn't really feel like fully aligned for me to be doing some of this work. And I don't know, there's something that has just changed for me. And, you know, Wade would be like, babe, we made a commitment. We started this, like we have to see this through. And, and I'm like, I get what you're saying, but it's also okay. It's okay to change your mind. And so I don't know who needs to hear that, but I know there's someone right now that's listening and I want you to hear and know it is okay to change your mind. Sometimes you have a vision for something and along the way, like life happens, things happen, learning lessons. And you just realize like, Hmm, this went a little bit different than I thought. And maybe this isn't like, this has been a great learning lesson, but maybe this isn't where my heart is. Mm. You know, that's funny. I was going to 
in this, that, that really was the C block. Cause I was going to ask you like high level in short, concise, mm-hmm. what's your biggest or one or two of your biggest takeaways from that experience, mm-hmm. but you kind of just answered it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really grateful we did it. Mm-hmm. We learned a ton. Like you don't learn this shit in school. No, no one teaches you this. No. Like, I feel like you and I could start literally anything. Yeah. Cause we figure it out mm-hmm. and we do it messy and we make a ton of mistakes, but like we are open about it and we're transparent and we're willing to learn and we're constantly pivoting. And I mean, I just think it's just part of, it's just one of the many things that we've, that we've done and we will do. And it just, it's just more experience. Yeah. I think my, one of my biggest learning lessons from it takeaways is, is that concept of start messy because we did mm-hmm. and we just learned along the way. Yeah. And you have to do that. You have to do that in entrepreneurship. It does not have to be perfect. You're going to learn along the way. You're going to make mistakes, but you're going to learn so much from those mistakes. We made it. We've made a ton of mistakes in 90 day habits, but we don't like, I don't look at them as mistakes or failures. I look at them like, wow, that was a really valuable learning lesson. And some of them I literally had to pay money for. But if you look at it as a learning lesson, you actually get value from it. The second thing is you have to ha- I realize you have to have a passion for something to bring it to life. I think a part of this was like, we're passionate about it, but we want to delegate everything and have everyone else do the work. Mm-hmm. And we'll just kind of, we are the visionaries. Yep. I don't, that, that might be possible, but it's pretty hard to do. You have to be in the trenches. You have to be putting the sweat equity, especially in the beginning. You can get to a place where you own it and you have this fully operating business and team and, and you're, you're owning it and you have profits from it. But especially in the beginning, you have to have a passion and building a team and delegating is great, but other people aren't going to do it for you. They aren't going to build a brand for you and they aren't going to have as much of a vested interest or as much of a passion as you do. When you go and hire other people, they aren't going to have your vision. They aren't going to have your desire to bring this to life. No one They're cares just getting as, paid. Yes. No one cares as much as you do. No one cares and, as much as you do. you know, like if you're only doing something to make money, that was not for, that's not us. I'm not saying that, but I've seen people that like start these things because they want to make money. Yeah, like drop shipping on Amazon. Oh my God. Like that's, not gonna that's not a long-term plan you have to have the why you have to be like truly like passionate like on fire about your idea and get to a point where you're like literally if this didn't make money which is kind of where we got to we were at a point where we're like wow we spend 10 grand a month on a marketing firm we pay our employee this that like wow we actually like broke even or like we actually paid you know a thousand bucks a month this month to keep 90 day habits afloat Mm -hmm. like there were months when we were like shit like this is literally costing us money but we want to keep it afloat because it's helping so many people Mm -hmm. you know so we didn't really care you know but you have to um you have to do it out of a like part of your heart that's like on fire about whatever you're creating. Yeah. And so that's a wrap on today's episode. Hope hope that was helpful. I want to hear what this brought up for you. Like, please reach out to us. If you're in the midst of developing a brand or a product or a service, or you've been thinking about starting an Amazon business or something like we want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and happy to consult. Yeah. Happy to help give some pointers, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. It, it, can and will be worth it if you stick with it. Um, but we hope this was helpful for you. And you know what? We've been trying to add a lot of value in the entrepreneur space last month in June with in the network marketing space. This month, folks on entrepreneurship and what else 
you know, we've done and gotten experience in to hope to add value. But if this is add value to you, will you do us a favor? Will you go on right now? Just take 20 seconds, drop a rating and review. It's what keeps this show going and growing. And we appreciate you so much. If you loved it, maybe share it on on your uh, social media or share it with someone who's looking, thinking about starting an Amazon business or a brand or a product or something. Yeah, I think that's, that's all we got. We'll see you guys got. next Wednesday. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.